Welcome to the eighth episode of the Photomind Talks podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have a very special guest, as we always do. Uh, today we have Kyle Lee. And Kyle, similar to our last guest, actually, uh, kind of we're on a roll with this, I guess I would say, um, is another content creator. And not only is he a content creator, but he creates awesome, awesome, awesome content, of course, about vintage items such as cameras and how and he makes some really cool cameras. Uh, he finds them, he talks about him, goes really dives into them. And obviously you can explore his TikTok page on your own. However, we have him right here. So let's hear what he has to say. And uh, Kyle, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, thanks for having me. And thanks for the intro. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, you know, it's always fun to have you know, people like yourself, content creators on the pod, because I think it gives a different side of, you know, people of people who are interested in vintage things that you don't really see uh, unless you're searching for it, right? Like it's easy to you know, be scrolling on Instagram or whatnot and find a picture of a, a vintage camera. But to see people who are actually creating videos because they're actually passionate about them is another thing. And that's one thing you are, is you're pretty passionate about uh, vintage photography. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Like, um, I guess a lot of my videos have been dealing with like more vintage older film cameras and stuff. And I didn't really think about it, but I do feel like uh, vintage stuff is like kind of making like a resurgence with especially like, younger um audiences i think a lot of teens are getting kind of into that like retro style of objects and stuff and more like analog stuff not just photography but i know like a lot of like analog music stuff like record playing and um like um cassette playing and stuff has been getting a lot more popular so i think it's really fun like getting to show people um the options for like these analog um photography things but yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know when I was younger that like it was uh, I feel like the things that we were interested in that were vintage was more clothes. Right. Like, you know, let's say in like the early 2000s or something like that. I had a lot of friends who were really into getting like those Umbro shorts, you know, the super bright, like not like late 80s, early 90s style clothes. But I can't remember ever, anyone ever being like, you know what I really I really love to have as a record player like that wasn't a thing until you know, I think kind of had a resurgence like early two, uh, 2010s or whatnot. But uh, but yeah, it's interesting. So, but but I want to I want to jump into kind of how you started with this essentially. Like, how did you get into vintage photography, vintage without and vintage cameras, real uh, really more than anything? Um, I guess it started out as I like I really enjoyed taking photos, but more as just like a hobby, as like capturing memories as I was hanging out with friends in college. But I like got really into the idea of photography because I saw that some of the older film cameras were like really small like I always thought film cameras had to be like these really big bulky objects but once I found like some of these smaller like point and shoot cameras that have been like really popular nowadays I thought like that would be a really cool way of like capturing like in essence like physical memories because you have like the film strip with you so I got like a small point and shoot camera and as I was like taking photos of my friends and stuff, I like slowly got more and more into the medium of like vintage and film photography. And then I got like into like repairing cameras and stuff and then like collecting cameras. And then now I'm just like straight up into photography in general. So it was like kind of a rabbit hole, but it was a lot of fun. That's like a fun rabbit hole to be in though. I mean, <laughs> you know, I know when you were talking uh, a little bit earlier, you had mentioned how you kind of started like your main your main interest kind of was like animation to start and then right for school it was animation I believe and yeah, you like kind of 
and that, so like to move from that to you know photography cameras is like such a I don't know it feels close but not not in the same ballpark exactly yeah no definitely it's like kind of funny because like I went to an art school and like i a lot of people like knew me later towards the years like for having a film camera on me all the time so they were like oh like are you majoring in photography I was like oh no like I just do it for fun <laughs> but <laughs> yeah like I majored in like more illustration like kind of more typical fine arts stuff but I like slowly gained more of an appreciation for photography as like an art medium as well I feel like I didn't like take it as seriously previously I don't know like I feel like a lot of artists kind of have this mindset of like how can like pressing the button on a camera be like equivalent to like drawing something or animating something or painting something but like as I like started taking photos and like kind of enjoying the world around me more like I appreciated it as like a medium a lot more it's like very different than like other fine arts because it's like you're like seeing how like each photographer like sees the world and I think that's like the most interesting thing about it like I feel like sometimes I take photos that are like really interesting to me and like how I view the world but other people might not find as interesting but I think that's okay sometimes it's like the eye of the artist but also the eye or eye of the viewer kind of thing wait so you really you really were just like having a camera on you all the time even though it wasn't you know like your thing yet yeah like I don't know well one like once I got the camera it's like that like purchase high like you get it it's like the new thing so you're like I want this on me all the time but like I heard the quote I think like a lot of photographers say where it's like like the best camera is the camera you like always have on you so I, I like had this mindset of like like I, I should just like carry my camera on me at like all times basically in case like something happens I mean like this is like why I got it to capture memories so I kind of like always want to have it on me my original camera was like um this camera called um an olympus xa2 and it's like really small it's like size of a phone so yeah but then like later on i started carrying like bigger cameras and stuff with straps and stuff i'd just be like going to class with this camera strapped around my shoulder and stuff but <laughs> that's so fun i mean it's good that you know you, you had that option available to you i mean obviously everyone has you know this is all, always around to, you know, like if, you know, if that quote holds true, then kind of everyone's best camera really is their phone because everyone has one. It's very, it's really cool just to like to know that like, you know, that you're ready at every time, every moment with like a camera that's not just your phone, because there is something like we were saying, like, right, like having these vintage things, right? Like having a record player. Yeah, you can, of course, you can listen to something on Spotify, but like having the collection aspect, being able to physically hold this thing in your hand that produces the same you know end result as in, in one way or another as you know the the simple option there's the process to it there's a little bit more love there's a little bit more art to it um but actually it's funny it's funny you talk about the how, enjoying like the small cameras because i you know i was watching some of your uh, your videos on tiktok and i saw that the last one on there was uh about a super super tiny camera um oh yeah 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 they used to make this type of film a lot more often back in the day but it's like called 110 film and it's like half the size of like what you would normally think of like the 35 millimeter film and obviously since it was smaller like all the cameras could be smaller as well so like a lot of the 110 film cameras are like really cool like the one I showed in that video but like sadly it's like a lot harder to get the film nowadays so it's like kind of a double-edged sword they're like super small and really nice but like 
getting film, developing it, and like scanning it is like a huge process. But it was a lot of fun to shoot with. That's awesome. Are you are you also developing the film yourself, like going to a dark room, doing that whole process, or do you kind of take it somewhere and just have them develop it for you? Um, I used to have someone develop it in Providence when I was staying in Providence. Um, I guess shout out to Carrie's Filmworks in Providence. Um, they do like a great job, and their prices are really good, but. Um, once I moved back, I decided to just start developing myself because it's like in the long run, it's a lot cheaper. Obviously, the upfront cost of buying all the materials is kind of expensive. But after that, it's like, yeah, a lot cheaper. But also like a lot of film photography like is like about the process. I kind of just like it's really not <laughs> the most um, like convenient medium to take photos with, but like just the process of it I also really enjoy which is like kind of I don't know maybe I'm like coping and rationalizing the prices for myself but like so even just like developing it and stuff like I find really relaxing like like that process of taking photos like just in the dark room and like in my like kitchen sink just like developing film like by myself I find like really relaxing and like it's like just really exciting to like see the film like after it's developed you develop it in your sink? How does that work? Um, well, like, you need, like, rinsing with water, and you're, like, pouring stuff out and stuff. So, like, I do in this, like, it's, like, this huge, um, you know, there's, like, laundry room kind of, kit, like, basin sink. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, I, like, do in one of those. It's, like, kind of funny. I'm just, like, my little laundry room, like, a gremlin, like, developing film and stuff. It's, like, yeah, I don't have, like, a set process right now. Even, like, my dark room, I, like, go into a room and, like, seal off all the cracks to like seal the light and then like yeah it's but it's it's fun <laughs> uh, it's an awesome process it's so cool I, I mean I remember once <clears throat> when I was in high school I mean you know forever ago I we had like a there was a dark room and like one of the courses they like kind of forced you to develop your own film and I couldn't do it I just like was it was it was just not in my skill set to like have the patience to uh to like go through all the different baths and not touch it incorrectly and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's so much different than just yeah. taking a picture on your phone and having it there. And yeah, yeah, it looks awesome. But like, again, it's like you have a little bit of that, that TLC to it, right? Because you're, you're, you're there from start to finish. Um, but I want to get back into a couple of the things actually from your page, you know, you have a, you have a bunch of videos with, uh, with disposable cameras. And I think that because we have our, you know, we have a camera on our phones now, the art of like a disposable camera has kind of been lost a little bit. Uh, you know, I went, I went to summer camp for many years and that was like one of the essentials. It was like enough socks for it to make it to laundry day and a disposable camera. And as long as you had those things, everything else was okay. Um, so I'm curious, like how you, how you got into disposable film in general, like disposable cameras in general. Yeah, like, well, first of all, I love hearing about that. You're, like, obviously a little bit ahead of my time, so it's, like, really cool. Like, because, again, like, they used to be so cheap. Like, I... So cheap. Were, yeah, talking about how they were, like, two bucks and stuff. Now they're, like, I don't even know, like, ten bucks a camera or something, but, like, it's insane. No way. Yeah. You used to get a, used to get a pack of them, right? Like, multiple, you know, they had, like, 30 yeah. shots on them. You got a pack of them. It got you through the whole summer. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, like, kind of crazy, but... Like, to be fair, photography was, like, film photography was, like, kind of dying. And it's getting more popular, which is really nice. So hopefully prices will go back down. But the reason I, like, kind of was trying to do more content with, like, disposable cameras and stuff is just because I know a lot of people 
are like really interested in film photography but obviously the idea of like having to choose a film camera and like buying the film and stuff is like kind of intimidating for them so even though I don't really think it's the most cost efficient method to like get disposable cameras sometimes it's just like the best option so I kind of wanted to like show like maybe more interesting things or like cool things you can do with the disposables um I I remember I like one of the videos I like cracked open the disposable camera to take out the film which is something I think like more experienced photographers might be interested in because like the disposable cameras have like a set shutter speed. So if the film's like expired and you have to like overexpose it or something, obviously you can't use like the the disposable body. So you have to take out the film and like put in a camera and overexpose it. And it's like a whole process, but. Well, it's funny because like in my eyes, the the disposable camera was this thing for the people who are inexperienced photographers, right? Like, if you were if you were experienced, you had your own film camera. You're doing the exposure yourself. You're choosing all the different settings. If you had if you had a disposable camera, it was literally because you could take the pictures, take them somewhere, drop them off, get it back in 48 hours, and uh, and then you know you had the surprise of looking through the photos for the first time. Yeah, um, that's another thing. Um, like you were like talking about how you can get like the film back so fast back in the day, but like nowadays, there's like. The amount of like 24 hour film labs, like getting it back within a day is like super rare. Nowadays, it's like most places like you have to like wait a week and stuff. Um, I'm not really giving film a, a good rep right now, but like that's like why it can be a little intimidating for people to get into it just because there's a lot of hurdles you have to go through that like aren't as easy as they were like back in the day. God, like my parents were like, I was like telling them the prices of developing film and like how like some places you have to wait a week and they're like, like we would just go to the mall and like stop by the like film developing leave it there and then like snatch it up on a way out of the mall and it's like i'm like wow must have been nice <laughs> it's so fascinating to hear that. i mean it, it makes sense right like also because the the process of digital of digital photography is so quick that like it makes sense that the the older method would have kind of a little bit of a lag time to it a probably less demand uh things like that but it's uh it's a little bit shocking to hear for sure. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, when I, when I go visit my parents, there's a, the place that we always got our film developed and it, it still exists, but you can tell there's, I mean, there are those like one or two cars in the parking lot. You used to always be packed. You walk in, there was always a line and uh, it's, I mean, it's sad, but it's kind of the nature of, you know, film photography. And great. I'm from Rochester, New York, which is like the home of film photography, yeah. essentially because of George Eastman house and Kodak. Um, but uh, so it's a little sad, but I want to get back to another one of your videos that I found just really fascinating. Uh, I want you to tell, I want you to talk a little bit more about your Franken camera. <laughs> yeah, that was like the, okay, not quite. That was like the second main video that blew up on my page, but that was like really sporadic. I was just like in a dollar store and I saw these like um, Bob Ross mints and they were like in a tin can. And I was like, oh, that's like really cute and really cool. Like I love Bob Ross. And like yes, I've seen like a like a lot of artists like do stuff with tin cans. They'll like paint in it or like they'll make it into something. So I was like, oh, it'd be like I like bought them just for the tin. And like it sat sitting in my room for like a year. And then as I got into photography, I like learned about pinhole cameras, which um if like anyone doesn't really know like pinhole cameras, they're like it's like honestly crazy. It's like you just poke a hole in something. 
and the way like light refraction works, like just the light kind of coming through the hole and then like reflecting back in a dark surface, like it like becomes a lens. So you can make a camera just like with just like a hole, like nothing else, which is kind of crazy. But um, so I was like gonna make it into pinhole camera at first, but then I had this um, like lens from an old point and shoot. So I was like, oh, maybe I should just like make, because the main problem with um, pinhole cameras is you have, they have like really long um, exposure times. So I was like, oh, I'll put a lens onto it to like make it faster. And like one thing led to another and I had this like abomination of a camera and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll like make a video about this. This would be like kind of interesting, but I didn't expect it to like blow up to the extent it did. Um, people were really interested. I was trying to work on like a more streamlined version because a lot of people seem like genuinely interested in like, like buying one, which I found really funny because it's like the most like ratchet, like dinky thing like ever. But people were like, oh, like I I'd buy one if you like, could like make more so i was like working on a more streamlined version because obviously the one i made is like like mass producing that is just like infeasible but yeah that's so funny also it's like the whole point of the pinhole camera is like that you could do it at home yeah. so that so that like you're just like removing the process of like oh i'm just gonna poke a hole and make this on my own no 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 i'm i'd actually prefer to buy one of these just janky made at home cameras that's too funny <laughs> no it's it's really it's really cool you, you people have to check it out because it's uh if you never if you thought that cameras only existed in their you know very you know structurally sound body form you got these things are they're really really cool and it, it seems like you could really make it at home you know like with just by yeah. watching a short video which is really cool mine was like blown when i learned about pinhole cameras because again like when you tell someone you can like make a camera just by like poking a hole in something it like yeah it's kind of crazy how light works but that's wild. Do you ever like do this with friends at all? Like be like, no, 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 come let's, let's make some pinhole cameras. Let's see how it goes. Um, good question. I, I did, um, in high school, we all had to actually make pinhole cameras for like, um, I think like a semester where instead of like projecting it onto film though, we project it onto like sheets of photo paper, which is like what normally pinhole cameras are used for because exposures are so long, but yeah, it's really cool. I, I occasionally, if, anyone like at home has like a really dark room like there's a cool trick where you can like if you like I'm not sure if you've seen you can like poke like a hole in your curtain or something or like put a stencil on your window like for a hole and like it'll just turn like your whole room into a camera basically like it'll project the outside through the hole like onto your wall and it's like really cool but <laughs> wow how did you start understanding like how light reflect refraction works in that way? That you're like, well, not only can you do this inside a tin can, you could do it in your living room if it's dark enough. Um, how do I, it just like, again, it's like a rabbit hole. You get like interested in one thing and then like, you're like, Oh, like film cameras are cool, but what's like, what else can I do with film? Which also led to like another one of my more popular videos of like double exposures, like kind of, I got to a point where, I was no longer like, it wasn't like a tool I was using. It wasn't just like I do photography and it like happens to be on film. I like wanted to do stuff that like could only be done on film, like like treating film as like a medium, not just a tool. Um, I say that even though like you can definitely edit photos like in Photoshop, but still like things like double exposures and like kind of mashing film together and like um, making custom film and stuff is like like 
things that like I find really fun because again it's like part of the process and part of the medium of like film itself so I think like being able to take advantage of that is like you might as well right since you're already shooting on film <laughs> that's funny gives it like this physical depth to it as opposed to like a uh, you know digital touch-up kind of feel yeah definitely definitely how did when did you first start making uh, these pinhole cameras while you were in high school kind of thing i can't remember their names unfortunately right now but there's some pretty well-known like photographers that like kind of specialize in pinhole cameras and i remember seeing their work and like they like actually make like really beautiful work with just pinhole cameras i was like this is like really cool again it's like kind of more like you think of it as like an elementary school like craft or something but like seeing people like make actually like really nice photos with it kind of inspired me to like make my own it's very cool um i want to take it back you know obviously we're, we're talking about these things especially when it comes to film as this like kind of like vintage concept almost right um but there is something about this love of vintage things i'm curious like what it is for you that you find about vintage frankly anything that kind of just like hits your soul a little bit and it gives you this you know deep interest in it yeah I mean honestly like the way you put it just like hits my soul is like a good way to see it like I don't know I like see these old vintage items and I guess it's like one like a fascination in like antiquated technology like things you wouldn't normally see because like back then that just like was the technology but when you see it now it's like whoa this is new but like it's not new it's just you haven't seen it before because it's so old but um it's like one that and even um like kind of the art and design of like older stuff like obviously art always evolves like even like I was in an antique store and I just saw like even just like this med like tiny first aid kit and like the art on it was like this was like from like the 70s like I don't know it's just like different like nowadays they would not bother like putting art on like a first aid kit it's just like you have to like make the information as accessible as possible and then just like the band-aids and stuff it's had like a little character on it like a design and like it's like really retro style text and fonts and stuff I was like this is like really cool but um as for like like photography and stuff I think again like as technology evolves like thankfully like it's not necessarily a bad thing but like things become like more streamlined and I think maybe it's like the artist in me but like like being part of the process like more like more physical with my process is something like I'm a lot more interested in and like film obviously provides that um like I I do digital photography as well but there's like I'm not sure if it's just placebo and like I'm overthinking it like I know since I know I'm shooting digital like it messes me up but like it like doesn't quite feel the same which I know like a lot of film photographers say I'm not sure if that's like elitist like digital is not the same but it's a little it's a little snobby yeah stop I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding (laughs) yeah I don't know like it just feels different or maybe it's like um it's like too powerful like when I shoot film it's like I know I only have like a certain amount of frames but when I shoot digital it's like like I think I can't help but think like oh I don't have to like worry as much about like getting the perfect photo because like I'll just snap a bunch I think it just again goes back to like antiquated both like design like obviously of course with clothing the retro and vintage designs are really popular but even just like antiquated like techniques like I know a lot of people are into like the way 
clothes were like made and sewn back then it's just like different and maybe not necessarily like the best nowadays because nowadays like with fast fashion and stuff like everything streamlined the materials and um construction have like kind of taken a hit so i think people are really into like the more like 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 complicated construction and stuff which i appreciate as well with like even like the film cameras like seeing how some of these film cameras work because i i got really into like repairing them and fixing them as well it's like it's really crazy seeing how they work and it's like really interesting yeah they feel i think there's something about older things and it could be a little placebo kind of uh you know like a recency bias almost but it does it does feel like older things were just made a little better and they like they were meant to last as opposed to just meant to exist currently and there's something that's a little bit lost there and i think that's kind of how the almost the difference between film photography and digital photography in a lot of ways right is that this film photography because it has this you know long process and it has to be you know in a dark room and all that it feels like those photos like you care about them a little more and you're talking about like you know taking the photos themselves and caring about what you're shooting uh, and then you know on your iphone you're taking 45 shots of the same of the same you know portrait just because hopefully one of them is better than the other ones uh, and you, and and that's it's awesome. Like it's awesome that yeah. you don't have to worry about. And you can go through and delete the bad ones afterwards. But and it's a great option to have. But it does lose a little bit of that, like you know that uh, the the feel. It like loses a little bit of the feel. Um, my last question for you, you know, as a as a creator who you know lives right right in the heart of this vintage world, how do you feel? Um, you know, what is it like, I guess, being a, uh, you know, a young soul or really an old soul and a young medium almost? Yeah. Um, great question. Um, like one, it's if we're like talking specifically about like the platform of TikTok, it's kind of scary, like how fast information can spread nowadays, which is like also nice because I feel like um, other platforms, it's kind of hard to get these like short snippets of things you want to share. Not that like, I'm like spreading this wealth of like amazing knowledge or something, but like things like, for example, like vintage stuff that like people might be interested in, but not really quite know it yet. It's nice that I can just kind of post on this platform and like people might scroll by and see it and become interested. Um, I mean, honestly, that's kind of like how I became interested in it. Like I kind of had this lingering passion for like vintage stuff. And as I like, like was scrolling through, I saw more like film photography stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe I should like actually like jump the sale and like get into this. Like, like hopefully I can like help people get into it and like feel less intimidated to get into it. Um, because I mean, like people, like I love doing like research and stuff. I'm sure like you do too, like photographers and stuff, just like researching different ways to edit and stuff. But I know like for other people, like the idea of like having to do that is like such a like hassle. So um, yeah, like if I can help some people get into the medium, I think that's more than enough for me. I think that's pretty fair. I think it's it's awesome what you're doing that you literally that somebody can just be scrolling through their feed and one of your videos can pop up and they could say, oh, I've never seen anyone make a camera out of a tin can before. Uh, 
I think that's I think that's awesome stuff. Uh, before we go, do you want to uh, plug your uh, your social handles in case anyone wants to uh, anyone wants to yeah, follow? Um, well, on TikTok, it's Kyle Grain, like film grain. Um, I have an Instagram as well. That's um, the same username, Kyle Grain. Other than that, not really. Again, I guess shout out to uh, Carrie's Filmworks in Providence. They like helped me with developing film again like i do a lot more experimental stuff so some of the stuff i brought for them to develop was like really weird and they're like what the hell is this i'm like thank you for uh, (laughs) shout out to them but that's awesome yeah no all right great well thank you so much for joining us today that really is awesome talking to you thank you for having me yeah no problem um well that brings us to the end of the episode so thanks for everyone who is watching or listening uh, you know, if this is the first time you're listening to the Photo Mind Talks podcast, be sure to check out the rest of the episodes before this. They're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Um, and uh, this is where we end. So we'll see you then. Thanks. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much again, Kyle.